Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. What is going on, Law Nation? Before we get started, if you're thinking about your future and how to go about creating more time and more freedom, take action now and go to attorneybydesign.com, whether you're an attorney or not, and download the Freedom Blueprint. And then let's jump on a call. We talk a lot on this show about real estate and mindset, but real estate isn't the only game in town. Now, you have to be careful not to catch the shiny object syndrome, which I'm definitely guilty of, but there's certainly nothing wrong with exploring other viable investments and ventures. Today, we're talking about another business model that I'm also involved in, and that's e-commerce, and more specifically, Amazon. Now, e-commerce, for those of you that don't know, is simply the sale of products online. Now, I don't know how much news and social media you guys peruse, but there are lots of people making tons of money in this business, uh, including our guests. From selling nootropics at raves to selling them on Amazon, Shaheen Cheyenne has thrived in many different settings as an entrepreneur. He's an award-winning business mogul, Amazon expert, inventor, author, filmmaker, and creator. His career as a serial entrepreneur spans more than 30 years, earning over a billion dollars in revenue. More recently, his Amazon products have outpaced sales of Fortune 500 companies on the platform, selling millions of units worldwide. Now, without further ado, let's go. This is the Passive Income Attorney Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets and strategies of the ultra-wealthy on how they build streams of passive income to give them the freedom we all want. Attorney Seth Bradley will help you end the cycle of trading your time for money so you can make money while you sleep. Start living the good life on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Seth Bradley. Shaheen, what's going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Seth. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the time. Well, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, rewind a little bit. Take it back. You have a really interesting backstory that I have heard before, but I would love to hear it straight from your mouth. Tell us where it all started, man. Yeah. So, you know, um, we were immigrants, moved here from Iran in the 70s. And, you know, my father was working in pizza shops. We were pretty poor. You know, we were middle class in Iran. And then coming to the United States, we we're pretty poor. Uh, and, you know, we moved to what became an affluent part of Los Angeles called Pacific Palisades, but we were still, you know, like the, the poorer family living there. My dad worked at a dry cleaners. And by the time I was 15, I was looking around me and seeing wealth and, you know, people living in big houses. We were very close to Malibu and, you know, I hadn't eaten at a, at a restaurant, you know, since... <laughs> I was 15. I mean, these kids had people cooking for them and chefs and drivers and all the stuff. And, you know, we were living a pretty fairly, you know, lower middle class, poor life. And I decided I wanted more out of life. So I left home at 15. Wow. And yeah, and decided to seek my fame and fortune out in the world. And so I had no friends, nowhere to go. And basically just, you know, crashed on couches, slept on the beach, wherever I, wherever I had to while I was planning my next move. And somewhere along the way, Seth, I got involved in the rave scene, which was a big deal here in Los Angeles. And, and it yeah. was blooming the, the EDM electronic music <laughs> scene at that time in the, in the early 90s. 
And I was looking at the clubs and I started to realize that the people who threw the clubs, the promoters, were not making money. They had tens of thousands of people in these underground events and these, you know, raves, um, which are similar to today's electronic music festivals, only they were more clandestine. They weren't making money. The DJs almost never got paid. It was, a, it, it was a meme for DJs to be standing outside waiting for somebody to pay them. So, and the venues almost always got stiffed. So I was thinking, who's getting paid here? So I started looking around. Who do you think were the people who were making money at the raves? Um, probably the drug dealers, maybe. <laughs> good, good, good. I like the way you think. That's right. So the drug dealers effectively would subsidize it. They would give a little money to the DJs. They would give a little money to the promoters. They would take care of the venue. And I noticed that those guys were making money. Now, the problem was that I realized early on that I would be very bad at crime. Crime was not my thing and I would do even worse in jail. So I thought to myself, you know, the crime thing isn't for me. I would be terrible at that. I'm way too neurotic. So I thought, okay, um, but what if there was a way where you could create a legal alternative to the drugs that are out there, something that was all natural, herbal, um, didn't have any side effects, and we could get it in through this new distribution channel. So what I did was I cooked some stuff up. You know, I went to Chinatown. I met a bunch of different herbalists. I put together some formulas. I went to the library. This was pre-internet, right? We had, the, 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 you had to actually look at a book. Reading know? books, man. Crazy, crazy thought. Right? You had to read books and, and talk to people, human to human interface. And I, I met some super kind people who helped me out. And I came up with a formulation and there were these goo filled pills. They looked kind of weird. You had to eat a bunch of them, but I put them in a nice little baggie. So they looked like drugs. And we went to the club and I approached the first drug dealer, the biggest one I, I knew, and he had run out of supply. The supply of ecstasy had gone down. I was in the right place at the right time. And I said, Hey, why don't you sell this instead? And he's, ah, you know, what are you talking about? Get out of here. And I said, look, what are your options? You can sell nothing. Or you can sell illegal stuff and go to jail, or you can try, try my stuff. So he said, oh, well, he's got no choice tonight. He didn't have any supplies. Like, let me try it. In about an hour, I noticed everybody pointing at me, thumbs up. I was like the, the life of the party. Some like 15-year-old you know, kid with like, <laughs> you know, I had no clue what I was doing. And he came back and he said, dude, can you get me more of that stuff? And I said, absolutely. And I was, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, what's going on? You know, the next next day at the club, came back. He sold out of that. We went from 100 to 1,000 to 10,000 to tens of thousands of these dealers throughout clubs all over the world. We were all over the world selling it. And then we went mainstream. And before my 18th birthday, I had over 200 employees. I was running Venice Beach. I mean, all of Venice Beach were my employees. I was hiring everybody I could off the streets. It didn't matter who you were. You probably were working for me at that time. And I remember, Seth, the day when the news came in that we had broken a billion dollars in revenue. Wow. And the, fu the funny story is I remember, you know, being, you know, at this point I was like, you know, 18 years old. And I remember thinking to myself, fuck, I don't know how much a billion is. What is it? A thousand million? Is it a hundred million? Like shit. And there was still no internet. 
And I was like in a panic. And then, you know, I thought to myself, okay, dumb nut, you know, that you're, you're not, uh, no one's going to ask you that, right? CNN wanted to interview me. Montel Williams wanted to have me on a show. I was doing all kinds of major press. And I realized that they didn't want to know about that. They wanted to know how a teenage long haired kid with just high school dropout who was living in the backseat of a abandoned Lincoln Continental just six months ago now is running a company that's generating over a billion dollars of revenue pre-internet. And that's, that's how it all started. Dude, that's the craziest story I think I've <laughs> ever heard, man. So did you got into the mainstream, you mean like in stores or, or who, who sold these things? We were everywhere. So we were in back in those days for, I'm, I'm sure a lot of your uh, viewers and listeners and subscribers are going to be uh, a little bit younger. We had these things called record stores. Um, we had a big one called the warehouse record store where people went to buy records. Well, I had the brilliant idea of let's start selling pills because people who like music like drugs. Let's start selling in those stores. We were in every warehouse record store. We were in every urban outfitters. Um, we were in 7-Elevens. We were, you know, in every major distribution channel, GNC, everywhere. Plus, we still had this network of former drug dealers now making more money selling <laughs> our product legitimately. And it was spectacular because we were all over the world. We were making millionaires every day. And I was still a teenager with no idea how to run a business. Yeah, that, that's and I tell absolutely the insane. Yeah. Go ahead. And I tell the story, my, I've got an upcoming book in July. It's not out yet. July or August, we're releasing called Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult. And for any of your listeners that are interested, I'm sure you'll, you'll share in the, in the notes. I have a, a podcast called Billion, How I Became King of the Thrill Pill Cult, where I dig more into the story of herbal ecstasy and how yeah. it became this you know, most successful supplement of all time. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. So is it, I pictured this, you know, going into the 7-Eleven, you see like those little baggies of different colored crazy pills. And then you've got, it's just like held together by a cardboard logo or branding. Is, is that what we're talking about right now? Well, herbal ecstasy was a unique formula. It contained an okay. ingredient called ephedra, which was originally popularized by diet pills. So companies like yeah. Herbalife and Am, I, I'm not sure if Amway sold that stuff, but it was all these companies that sold diet pills realized that this stuff works really well. Um, the problem is it gave some people an elevated heart rate and some companies used less than legitimate ingredients in their products. We never did. We never had any problems with, with our product, but eventually the government did clamp down on those ingredients that really, you know, were effective as far as those products went. So, you know, there was a time where I was spending millions of dollars a month. I mean, you know, as an attorney, millions of dollars a month on attorney fees alone fighting yeah. the US government. Not a good idea. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, look, I couldn't help but go down that rabbit hole, but let's switch gears a bit. How did you transition from, you know, this, this nootropic smart drug thing to being an Amazon master? Yeah, really good question. So at some point, I started looking back retrospectively, right? And you know, Seth, I mean, for, for any of us that, you know, have really been there, have reached those heights of success, we have a tendency to look back and think, dude, am I fucking the one hit wonder of the world, right? And you know, it's funny, in the 90s, I made a movie with Vanilla Ice, the musician who, by the way, I believe until recently was the number one top selling 
uh, rap artist of all time because he broke through. His, his, his album, Cool as Ice, was able to be played on all stations, regardless of if there was a black station or a white station or a Hispanic station. They all played that song. So he sold of a single album 19 million copies. So I had made a film with him in the 1990s, um, which was really cool. But you know, I remember looking back retrospectively and thinking, this guy's an awesome guy, but he really had that like one hit Right. And there's all these other artists who have these one hits and, you know, that make their whole career, but it's really just that, you know, that one hit. And so you think back, I think back to myself, I'm like, dude, like, is that it for me? Am I that guy? And I'm like, what, what was it? Like, can you replicate that success? And by the way, we're doing better now on Amazon than we ever did with any of the things that I did in the past. And so subsequent to that, I pioneered all the technology for vaporization, digital vaporization. And, you know, that company is public, you know, Vapor Inc., you know, that company was taken public in 2007, I believe. So it was the, one of the first uh, e-cig vaporizer companies to go public. And it's, you know, still to this day, very successful. But I thought to myself, so what is it that makes you successful? How can you have that kind of success? And I was like, was the product good? Yeah, Herbal Ecstasy was amazing because of the ingredients at that time. But, mm, you know, there's a lot of great products out there that didn't have that level of meteoric success. So what was it? Can you take a guess? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, demand? Close. It comes down to one thing, distribution, right? So we look at great films, right? You've seen great films, right? Sure. And how many shitty films have you seen on Netflix or on Amazon or on, (laughs) you know, even in the theaters, right? Remember when before COVID we had theaters, right? Yeah. You go in, you were like, dude, I want my fucking two hours back. This was absolutely (laughs) crazy. You get get stuck in the sunk cost fallacy, right? You're like, fuck, man, I, I paid, you know, 40 bucks. I got the popcorn, like- I'm stuck watching this crap. How the fuck did this film get in the theaters, right? You start thinking that way. And then you think to yourself, all right, it comes down to one thing, distribution. If you have distribution, ready? Ready. You, you, you can have a mediocre product. You can have an MVP, minimum viable product, and be able to succeed financially. It happens all day long. And nobody wants to tell you this because it's not sexy. Like uh, Scott Adams, um, you know, the artist of Dilbert, he's got a bunch of fantastic books. Um, and one of them is uh, Win Bigley. He's got another one, How to Fail at Everything and Still Succeed, How to Almost Fail at Everything and Still Succeed, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he talks about this. And so rewind back to the end of the day, I realized that really for me, what it was, was distribution. So if you can have distribution in line and you can think, hey, I'm going to go distribution first, then you can win. And the product becomes secondary. If you have a great product, even better. You can still, you can accelerate faster. But if you have that distribution in place, you're good. So I started thinking distribution first, which is what I did right? I tapped into a distribution channel that nobody else had access. I created a recreational supplement, which wasn't even a thing. I created this niche and I plugged it into a distribution circle that was circuit, a distribution circuit that was only selling one product, illegal drugs. And I said, Hey, let's pump something else through this distribution circuit. But that distribution was in place. And so from there, 
we expanded. So the, the, the secret to herbal ecstasy and the success of herbal ecstasy, and I talk about this and I have a, a nine step path to how you get there in, in my book, but ultimately the, the secret to that was distribution. So now fast forward to 2009, Jeff Bezos makes an announcement. This guy, Jeff Bezos, who wasn't the richest man in the world at the time, was on the path to it, says, hey, you know what? I, I built this thing called Amazon. You know, we're selling books. We, we started selling other stuff. It's going pretty well. I'm going to let you guys sell stuff on there. So you, Seth, me, everybody else, we as third-party independent sellers, he's going to open up his doors and let us sell on his platform. Ding, ding, ding. Start to think to myself, distribution, right? We now have access to the same distribution channel as these huge companies, as Johnson & Johnson, as Pfizer, as uh, you know, Galaxo, Procter & Gamble, right? Back in the old days, you used to have to do disruption marketing, as Seth Godin talks about, spend millions of dollars and maybe get into these channels and after five, 10 years, be able to sell against these legacy brands and you would never do well. Bezos changed everything. That's why he's the richest man in the world. So now, 2009, anybody can sell on these platforms. So what did I do? I had been working on a, a brain supplement, nootropic supplement, because, dude, as you get older, your brain degrades, right? And I, I don't know if you have kids. You have, you have kids, Seth? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So I've got a kid. I'm married, you know, and like, you know, every day is a little bit of a struggle to keep my mental sharpness as I had when I was in my 20s. So I came up with the supplement. I did all this research, the best freaking brain supplement in the world called Accelerol. So now I'm looking for how am I going to distribute this? We had a subscription model. I'm like, let me put it up. Bezos is opening up. Let me put it up and see what happens. Expensive supplement, $100, $120 a month. Woke up the next morning to thousands of orders. I did nothing. I posted it on Amazon. And I was like, oh, Ding, ding, here comes, here comes that bright light bulb. I'm like, this is it. It's all about distribution. Let's go. And so we learned the ins and outs of Amazon. You know, I got to talk to Bezos a couple of times, which was fun. <laughs> and we, you know, we, we learned everything there was about Amazon. Then people started coming to us and they said, hey, Shaheen, can you do this for us? We said, sure. And we did it and it was easy and more and more people came. So we kept raising our prices of our agency until, you know, we it got to a manageable area because, Everybody wants to make money on Amazon. Everybody wants to learn. And which leads me to, you know, the next thing, then normal people who weren't these companies came to us and they said, Hey, Shaheen, um, we'd like to do this too. And I'd be like, great. I charge 55,000 bucks a month and I bill out at 1250 bucks an hour, right? You know, as an attorney, I, and I hate freaking doing it because I'm selling my hours. It's not my favorite thing. My, my yeah. staff actually is, you know, much better than me at, at, at doing the hourly stuff. But, you know, I do it because people want an Amazon expert and it's still fun. We get to pick and choose our clients. But I say, hey, why don't, why don't I just give you all our systems and teach you how to do it? And you can do it yourself. You can't use my staff, you know, but I'll, I'll coach you along the way. And I did that for a couple of people and they became really successful on Amazon, one of which was my wife. You know, she's created a, a seven-figure business, going to be an eight-figure business um, on Amazon on, you know, while being a, a part-time uh, mom or a full-time mom, I should say, and part-time Amazonian now. And so we created a course and it's our Amazon mastery program. And, you know, that's what it is. You know, it's a, it's a tightly knit group of just under a hundred people. Everybody gets together, everybody contributes. And look, I've made my money in my life. 
I don't need to do a course to be a guru. I don't need to do it to make money, but we do it. And, and now we're even investing in people's companies. So students that are on, cool. on our course, yeah, we've got a fund where we invest in their success. I do it because nothing gives me more joy than to see somebody succeed with our formulas. And it gives validation to our systems. So, it, it, you know, I know the uh, title of your podcast is Passive Income, and I love that. And that's what we, we teach people to do. We teach foundational thinking. You got to build out the foundations. You have to have multiple streams of income, which you, of course, as an attorney know, you've got your law practice as one foundation. You've got your real estate holdings. I don't know if you have e-commerce, but you should, right? And then you probably have some money in the market. So you have a really nice foundation. And when people have that foundation, then they can build on top of it. And the biggest opportunity now, I mean, you know, especially that real estate has gone through the roof, right? Like prices are just stupid in some places. Mm -hmm. It just does not make sense. Money's cheap. People are coming into those markets. Maybe it's time to also start building another footing on that foundation of an e-commerce business. And the best business to be in now, and I don't care who you do it for, um, is Amazon or who you do it with or who teaches you how to do it. We have a, a, a one hour course that's absolutely free. It's everything you need to know A to Z. And for any of your listeners or subscribers, Seth, I'm happy to offer that for free. It's normally awesome. 200 bucks, but um, I'll give you a code. You could give it to your subscribers and, um, and viewers and it's free and it's all you need. You don't need to pay anybody to learn how to sell on Amazon. You don't need to pay a penny for that. It's 100% free A to Z how to do that. But by building that predictable, passive, recurring revenue, you can rock it. And we've got staff in uh, Indonesia, in South and Central America, in India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, all working around the clock, utilizing their hours to help grow your Amazon business. So I've got students that are doing 100% passive revenue growth. And they're even now going in and buying up other companies, plugging it into their system, having people overseas run the company. And, you know, they put in one, two hours a day, right? There is no truly 100% passive income. I mean, sure. real estate is probably as close as you get to it, right? Cash flow real estate with a good management company, but you still, of course, have to, there, there are things you have to do. There is, there is no four-hour work week. I hate to break this to people, but you know this as, <laughs> as an attorney and as a, as a pro in, in passive income. That, that doesn't exist. Anybody that tells you that is, is probably lying to you. Even, even the people I know that have written those kinds of books, they work more than four hours a week. Of course. There's always upfront work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, most of our listeners don't know anything about this Amazon business. They see that there are people making tons of money on this thing. They hear that it's passive, but you know, how, how do they get started? Like, how does it all work? Like, let's take it back maybe to the basics. I mean, how do you, how do you even get started? Um, especially for someone that's um, let's say an attorney or a doctor or somebody wants to build another stream of passive income. I mean, where do they start? Yeah, I love that. So there, there's a couple different ways. So way number one is you start an LLC, super easy. Um, and we have resources for that and you know, states that are great on tax and great on uh, you know, friendly for Amazon specific businesses. And that's all in the uh, one hour course that I'll, I'll share with them. But um, you do that and then you pick a product using an algorithm. We share our algorithm with everybody. You don't follow your hunch. You don't go with products that you love. You go with what's selling. You find what the market needs and you feed it that. 
you don't create a better mousetrap and hope that the world will beat its way to your door. That doesn't work anymore. Amazon killed that. So what works is, hey, what's the world need? This guy's selling two you know, uh, power adapters for $29. Why don't you give four for $19.99? Right? That's right. one way. Maybe you could offer one with more USB plugs, whatever it is, just an example. But we teach how to go into these markets, select a product, and once you select the product, then you know, you're ordering that product from China, presumably, or there's, there are products in the US that you can order to. Most supplements are now actually made in the US. And you ship it to Amazon. Amazon pick packs and ships it for you. You can have staff overseas that manages every step of the process from A to Z. And we can put all that in place for you. So it's like one and done. It's a fairly low investment in comparison to uh, certainly in comparison to other businesses like restaurants, even coin laundries, the return mm -hmm. is much, much higher. And, um, you know, it's, it's just one other channel that you can have. And the amazing thing is from the day you start an Amazon company, you have built real estate. I, I think of it all as real estate. So the day you build an Amazon company, you have an asset that has value and that continues to gain value as you plug new products into it. And you can use, there's different algorithms to pick products. We can teach you how to do that. Um, and, you know, we also have a system that's done for you where you can come in. So this is the way to and buy existing brands. So we have existing brands within our ecostructure that have been incubated. You can kind of think of them as a shell company where those products have been started. They've been launched. They've been incubated. And you can just come in and buy that company with that product, hire staff overseas to run it and start turning uh, you know, passive income daily. Now, it's not get rich quick. You're not gonna make money in 30 days or 60 days. I mean, you could, it has happened before. I've had a couple of students to do that, but usually you're thinking six month, nine month, two year plan. But in that time, you're building this piece of real estate. I've got products mm -hmm. that are bringing in $150,000 a month. I've got products that are bringing in you know, half a million dollars a month or a million dollars a month. And it's every single month, predictable, recurring revenue systems that never fail. And there's, there's a way to do it where you build it out. You build out um, a bunch of different niches, right? So maybe you do some in home, you do some in beauty, you do some in wellness, you do some in automotive, you do some in pet. And then you start promoting them, uh, you know, kind of cross the barriers. And there's people that are doing 100 million plus, and there's people that are doing five to $10,000 a month in recurring revenue. You can be anywhere in that spectrum, depending on which tactics you choose to implement. Gotcha. How passive is it? I mean, once you, once you do all the work up front, you pick your winning products, you put your company together, you get your distribution channels, everything shipped through Amazon, they handle all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, how passive is it once you kind of get that product on the market? So that depends on you. I've got students who like to be much more hands-on. So my students sometimes like to you know, invent products and develop stuff and get it on. So they spend, you know, four or four, six hours a day, those students. I've got other people who are doctors, lawyers, um, who just want to come in, buy a company, have somebody run it and just collect the check at the end of the day. And those people, you know, maybe they have a once a week or once a month meeting with, you know, and initially when you start, it's more, but it's the same with real estate, right? You got to inspect sure. the property, you got to do due diligence. It's the same kind of thing. But, you know, once that's done and underway, you could have a business where you spend an hour or two uh, a week 
running it and it just brings in recurring revenue. You know, my wife was a, a publicist for the United Nations. She worked under Kofi Annan and she was a very well-known publicist, very established firm in New York, you know, which she still has and, and, and operates uh, with her um, associates. But, you know, she, when we had a kid, she had no time. And so mm -hmm. starting this Amazon business, the great thing is that she gave her that flexibility where if she wants to put more time into it and introduce new products and new niches, she could. If she didn't want to, her staff in South and Central America, India, Pakistan, run it like a coin laundry. And she just sits back and they're like, hey, you're out of inventory, you got to order inventory. Great. She orders inventory. Hey, we've got you know, a review issue. You need to get more reviews. Great. They handle it. But, you know, it does require some oversight, just like real estate does, right? Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, the management company is dropping the ball. Hey, we've got an eviction here. What do you want to do? You know, all the, all, all the usual stuff. There is yeah. no business that is headache free. You know that. Sure. Yeah. But it does yeah. seem some, like something you can start on the side. I mean, you don't have to quit your job to start an e-commerce store. You can start this on the side with your extra time. And then as you kind of see some momentum going at that point, maybe you start to step away from whatever it is that you don't want to do anymore and maybe put more time into this e-commerce store and growing it. Yeah, totally. You can and you should. Right. It's just another piece of real estate. Right now you're looking at the market going, oh, my God, how am I going to like you know, we, we live in California and, you know, I, I live in California part-time at least uh, at the moment, but when you live in California, you kind of realize like, oh, uh, you know, there's no cash flow to be had here. Like you can bank on appreciation, but you buying for appreciation at the height of the market, like that's, that's a hot potato, right? I bought real estate in California for 30 something years. And believe me, when you buy it at the top of the market, market, it's a hot potato. You might have to sit on it for 10, 15, 20 years, who knows, before you see that appreciation. So when markets are exceedingly high, you look to other markets, right? Which like you were telling me earlier on that you're doing, you're looking at all these great markets where, you know, you do have some upside, plus you've got that, you know, that cash flow coming in, which is key. Mm -hmm. in, if you ask me, but also you can start saying, Hey, let me look at some other areas. Well, you know, is, is, is the cost to start an Amazon business more now than before? Nope. Is the cost to bring products into the Amazon ecosphere more now than before? Nope. Are Amazon companies going for less now? Nope. They're going for more than ever. The multiples on Amazon companies building assets. There's people that just flip Amazon companies. So I've got students who come in who just start multiple Amazon brands and then they sell them off for a multiple, you know, a year, two years down the line. And that's a great strategy. There's lots of strategies there, but now you're diversifying. So you're also not stressed out about that, right? If the, if the stock market goes down, you're not worried about that. If you're into crypto and trading crypto, well, that can be another pillar for you. But if that goes down, nothing ever affects you. And that's really the key to passive income is diversification. You have to be diversified. And one of those pillars should be a business. And if you ask me, the most passive business outside of real estate is going to be e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got to diversify. I mean, most of our listeners are probably W2 workers and they only have one stream of income. It's just active income. And that's, you know, your, your financial advisor will tell you, oh, that's awesome. You've got a great paying job. You're safe. But that's actually the riskiest position you can be in is just having one active stream of income where you're trading time for dollars. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Don't sell your hours, man. All right, man, before we jump into the Freedom Four, what's one last golden nugget for our listeners? Well, I think, you know, you guys got to start distribution first, which I think is key. I think you have to build your network 
of people who you work with, which is one of the things we teach through our course and through our mastermind, which is have other people around you that are above you, that are below you that you can help and that are at the same level as you. So you can grow together. Super important. Never work in a vacuum. And third and you know, final is you know, none of these things, even real estate, um, selling on Amazon, none of these things is a, is a toss of the dice and hoping that it lands on the right color, right? That could be the case. Sometimes you buy a property, you bought under market. Oh, you're, you're doing great. Sometimes you launch a product and, you know, it does great. These things are all about tenacity. They're about follow through. But more importantly, what these things are about is being able to make tiny, tiny adjustments until you get it to that sweet spot. So I, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu and every day I learned so much on those mats through, through martial arts. You know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is a grappler art, really teaches that it's about these tiny changes, these little things that you don't see sometimes that adjust to get you in that right position where you can win and submit your opponent. So sometimes the difference is just a few millimeters and you have to be really tenacious and continue to make those micro changes until you get there. And so it, I realized yesterday that that's really, you know, the way that business works as well. If you're going to buy property, if you're going to start an Amazon business, that you have to be, be ready to make those small changes. And it comes back to the three things. And I teach this in my book that's coming out. And we also teach it in the course is knowledge, courage, action. My, my friend Wayne taught us that. So knowledge, right? What's the information we need to make the right decisions, right? When you have the knowledge, what happens there? It gives you courage, right? You now can act. We can jump out of the plane because we've been taking the course on how to jump out of a plane for two months and practice. And so we've got the knowledge, gives us the courage and all that leads to action being the third thing. So if you have that action is the thing that makes everything possible. Yeah. Nugget, I, I right? love that, man. Yeah. Knowledge, courage, action. We always say that. I mean, people kind of get caught up in listening to podcasts, reading books, you know, education, and that is a great first step. That's what you got to do, but then you've got to take action, man. You've got to put it out there. You've got to do whatever it is you, you've educated yourself on and then maybe adjust it as you go, but get it, get it going, take action, take those first steps. All right, man, let's, let's jump into the freedom Four. it's time for the freedom Four. what's the best thing you do to keep your mind and body healthy. For me, at the moment, it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu and Wim Hof breathing. I guess you can put both of those things in there. But I love uh, uh, Wim Hof's uh, work. Wim Hof, is a, he's known as the Iceman. And uh, he teaches these breathing techniques, which I think is fantastic. So I think breathing is the foundation of all mental acuity. That's great. That's great. What's one life hack or piece of technology you use to be your most productive self? Oh, I love this. So, okay. So I have no affiliation with this company, but they're called trip and trip is fantastic. And especially if you take it with Accelerol or focus plus or Accelerol focus plus, which is our, our nootropic. So I, I take a uh, Accelerol, uh, nootropic, or I'll have some matcha tea. Like we make this tea called matcha DNA, which is fantastic. Okay. So you'll have a cup of matcha tea and then you put on this VR headset, dude, this thing is game changing. Have you tried, have you tried trip on Oculus before? <laughs> no. Oh my God. So get you, so life, I'm a lifelong meditator. It takes me 21 minutes to get into a flow state okay. with this thing, eight minutes. 
I'm in a flow state, mind blowing. So, so check out trip. You need an Oculus headset, but it's, it's, I mean, I think it's like $9. It's unbelievable. That's wild, dude. I'll have to try that out. All right, man. What's one actionable step our listeners can do right now to start creating more freedom for themselves? Start an Amazon business. It's easy. Get the, get the free one hour course. And that's everything you need A to Z to start an Amazon business and launch your, your product and your company. It can cost you very little to do that. And you'll have that foundation set. So you could reach out to us, um, shaheenshan.com. Uh, I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes for you guys who are, who are on there. Just, you know, you can go to shaheenshan.com or uh, check out my podcast, Hack and Grow Rich. We're on Apple, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or Billion, How I Became King of the Throw Pill Cult. And I answer all emails directly. So it might take me a minute to get back to you. But if anybody wants to reach out, I'm always happy to help people and try to empower people to create those predictable recurring revenue streams like you're teaching. I love it, man. One last question. How has passive income made your life better? Lifestyle. It's about lifestyle. It gives me more time with my family, which is what it's all about. There's nothing more important than family, family first. And, you know, look, I always say success comes down to this, being able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. And that's the ultimate freedom. Money is like, okay, great. You got money. You can do this. You can do that. But it's not the money. It's the freedom that money gives you. It's being able to cancel everything on your calendar and still be good. It's not being beholden to anybody for your hours. And so when it comes down to freedom, which is what we talk about, that's what passive income is, is about. It's, it's not passive because we're lazy as fuck. Although, you know, I, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm more and more lazier and I'm, I'm finding efficiencies there. But what it's about is freedom. That's ultimately what it is. And so the greatest wealth that you can have is freedom is the new luxury. That's right, man. Money's just a tool. Money is a tool to buy yourself time. All right, Shaheen, I appreciate you coming on today. Been spectacular. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, Seth. Great work. I'll I'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks, brother. All right. What a show. Shaheen has already lived a thousand lifetimes worth of adventures. Certainly the definition of a serial entrepreneur. I had a great time in that interview. Major key, e-commerce is not only here in the present to stay, but it's set up for massive future growth. These are the kinds of investments we love to talk about on this show, and I love to share with you guys Real estate, blockchain technology, e-commerce, these are things that will stand the test of time. Creating a passive income stream through Amazon is not easy, but it, it can be somewhat less expensive to get into than, let's say, commercial real estate. There's definitely a learning curve, just like anything else. And there's certainly a time commitment, not only to education, but also to setting up your store, sourcing your products, getting your products live and marketing them. And again, the key is to build multiple streams of income. The average millionaire has seven. Let's start there and grow. If you're feeling inspired today, reach out to me. Let's jump on a call, talk about your goals, and let's start building some alternative passive income streams together. I'll drop my call scheduling link in the show notes. And until next time, kiddos, enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to the Passive Income Attorney Podcast with Seth Bradley. Do you want more ideas on how to generate multiple streams of passive income? Then jump over to PassiveIncomeAttorney.com for show notes and resources. 
Then apply for the private Facebook community by searching for the Passive Income Attorney on Facebook. And we'll see you on the next episode.